Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You know, that really is, it's obviously the point of all of this and why speaking with you and, and putting this word out is so incredibly important for the, for the the salvation of, of of our nation of our freedom of our constitutional republic is they have gone about this stealth uh, takeover of the united states these two groups marxists and the jihadis working together and again that is uh, as you know the red green axis which you have spoken about uh and here they are both of them absolutely with their tentacles all through the federal government and government at many levels, and they're protected, aren't they? You can't say anything about them or else you get called some kind of a name. You talk about Muslims, then you're Islamophobe. You talk about something else, you're a racist. Isn't that your experience? Yeah, and it's actually, it's, it's, look, from the enemy's perspective, it's a great strategy, right? If you can get the other side to shut down any discussion of a threat, then you know necessarily that if you're not discussing the threat, you're not going to defeat the threat. And so the left is, is, has always been masterful at this. You know, they, it starts really going back. You mentioned it at the beginning of our conversation with the, um, you know, with the uh, Whitaker Chambers trials and, uh, and um, Senator McCarthy Look, anybody that was calling out communism and the threats of communism and infiltration was being labeled even back then as a as a red baiter, you know, as a um, conspiracy theorist. And they're using those terms today um, to to uh, attack anybody that brings us up. And and right now, he's still. I don't know that many people, to be honest, that are calling out the Marxist movement and the communist movement for what it is. They may, at the very least, say things like socialism, but we've got to call this for what it is before we ever defeat anything. Um, so we've never really addressed, and I think this is the core of why we have so many problems with the Islamic movement in the United States, because we never really addressed the Marxist movement in the United States. Um, the, I would argue that if we would have addressed that movement, then we would never have had our um, capabilities so disrupted that we would have ever let something like 9-11 happen, or if we did, we would have addressed it the way it needed to be addressed. Um, and so right now, if you, if you speak up about the left, you're, you're um, like you said, you're a bigot, you're a racist, um, and then if you speak up about the Islamic movement, you are an Islamophobe. 
And what that does is it shuts down the discussion, and you can't defeat a movement or an enemy if you can't talk about that enemy. That's very perspective, and 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 you are so right, uh, Chris. It goes it goes back to the the twenties and thirties, uh, uh, and the 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 House Committee on Un-American Activities and Joe McCarthy. Uh, the the painful painful truth is that Joe McCarthy was right. That's just the, that's just the painful truth, uh, and he was vilified. Uh, his 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 entire career is vilified uh, and made meaningless uh, by in his in the historical sense by what they did to him. But look at all the people that he pointed out were communists who nothing ever happened. They retained their position, and instead he's the one who who lost face. He's the one who had to uh, retreat uh, from public life. Well, and I think, you know, I, I think what, what that illustrates is truly, truly the power of destroying someone's reputation if they become a strong enough enemy. In other words, everyone needs to understand this, um, that when you get involved in this fight and you're actually speaking publicly, truthfully about threats, the more of an impact you make, the more they will go after you. I mean, the president of the United States right now is being um, attacked on a daily, minute-by-minute basis by the mainstream media, uh, by, you know, people in leadership, quote-unquote leadership in Washington, D.C. And, you know, from for what I do from my perspective, I'm, if, look, if, if you want to know the talking points of the left, to spend 15 minutes on MSNBC and 15 minutes on CNN in the morning, and you'll know what the talking points are for the day. And they have been hammering these out day in and day out. I don't care what hour you tune into CNN or MSNBC, they've been attacking the president. And then our own intelligence apparatus and our own law enforcement agency has been attacking the president. If they're going to do that to, the president, to our president, of course they're going to do that to any citizen that starts to make a difference. And the only way, the only way I see this, Dr. Dan, and this is where we can all look. From my perspective, if you care about this country and you want to save the republic and you understand that our values are based on Judeo-Christian values, so that's what our law and that's what our nation is built on. And then you also understand that we are to defend this nation, this republic, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, the two biggest enemies are the Marxist movement and the Islamic movement. So if you understand all those things, I consider you an ally. And we may, many of us, you and I, uh, our listeners, we can have a fruitful, good discussion about the different strategies about how to address these problems. But we have to start from the basic understanding of who we are and who the enemy is. And as long as we can agree on that, you know, we, we can disagree on strategies. But from my perspective, Dr. Dan, if we don't get this right, between now and whenever President Trump leaves office, I believe he will win in 2020. Um, but if we, the people, do not make this a movement that is much bigger than just one man in Washington, D.C., President Trump, if we do not make this a grassroots movement to save this republic, I do not believe the left will make the mistake they made in 2016 by having an outsider, a non-establishment person, ever win the presidency again. 
And I would argue that once he's out of it, I don't know that the left will ever give up um, power in this country again. Um, I don't mean to, I would not say that um, if I didn't truly believe that these are dire times and that we local citizens have got to get more involved in local politics um, and get more involved in pushing out the establishment. And I'm primarily talking about the GOP establishment that has been giving us the same failed policies and failing to address the Marxist threat or the Islamic threat for years. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We'll be right back after this quick break. You know, many of my listeners, and myself included, were extremely active in the Tea Party movement in 2009 and 2010. We had enormous success uh, in changing the composition of Congress, uh, and everyone, unfortunately, then stood and looked and said, yeah, we did that, and then they turned around and did not do what they promised. And you're right, it's the establishment of the Republican Party which will not allow the changes to occur that need to occur from all the work that the grassroots people do. Uh, That's really where we're falling short. Look what happened when President Trump uh, was elected with, uh, although a slim uh, majority in the Senate, but certainly an overwhelming majority in the House. What got accomplished? Exactly. Look, the establishment is simply waiting for him to leave office. Um, They would prefer to get him out of there by 2020. But either way, uh, he's gone by 2024, and they can go back to the same old games. And you're already seeing it. You know, uh, Chris Christie was just on Colbert last night um, talking, and, and he said something that really interests me, Dr. Dan. He said, uh, he said, let me see, I've got it written down here. Uh, he said, uh, Trump has turned the Republican Party into something different than it was when I started to run for president. That's really profound from an establishment guy like Christie, because... He's absolutely right. You know, when you go to Republican meetings now, and I travel around the country now, and I talk to people, uh, there's a lot of people that were never involved in local politics that, that were motivated because of President Trump. And that, that movement, so there's a timeline that's really important. And you tell me if you disagree with this, because this is something that I've just thrown around a little bit, um, Dr. Dan, and I, I'd appreciate your opinion. But I sort of see what we're seeing today as this movement of regular Americans that just want their country back, um, a big a big impetus for that was was Rush Limbaugh in the '80s, where he sort of just you know started to really expose the mainstream media for the leftists that they were, um, and people had never heard that before because they didn't have access. You know, this was before the internet. This was before you know the internet was widely used. Um, you really only had select choices in media. All of a sudden, Rush Limbaugh comes on the scene and he, and he changes the way people start to think. Um, you know, you had you had certain precursors like Andrew Breitbart um, that started to expose things um, about the right and the establishment that other people just hadn't been doing. Um, Michelle Bachman comes along the scene. You have the Tea Party movement, which was huge. And all of that led us to this point right now where I knew from someone that has been following politics in this nation and national security for years and years, I knew that this was our moment. And if we don't carry the momentum where you had both sides of the establishment coin, the Democrats and the Republicans, absolutely did everything that they could to keep President Trump from winning, and he still won. And that tells me that we still have a voice. It doesn't feel like it. 
because, you know, if you watch the news or read the newspaper or read the blogs out there, it doesn't feel like it, but we still have the power to save this country. But that mo- those movements that the Tea Party had, we have got to, they need to be seeds. Not, I mean, this thing needs to grow exponentially, and we, we don't have a lot of time to do it. We have got to get motivated. Chris Gobbitz, I really agree with you 100%. And uh, that spirit and enthusiasm and, and absolute people power of the Tea Party movement from eight, nine years ago has to reappear again. There's so many people who are disillusioned by that whole experience, uh, exactly for the reasons that you've so eloquently enunciated. These people came out, they fought, they, they fought tooth and nail to make a change, and they did, and they were betrayed. I say we, yeah. because you and I were part of that. We were betrayed. We spent yeah. hours, hours, days, weeks, months, and, and, and our, own, our own dollars uh, to change the country, and we were effective, and then the people that we expected to be effective with turned around and screwed us over. And that is a yeah. bitter pill in the mouths of so many people now, and so when you try to get them to become active again, you're getting resistance, and they're they're saying, "What's the use? We've already done this. It didn't work. You know, I'm going home to my bunker." The problem is, now, we all have we all have children and grandchildren, and and the, and the next generations that are coming, and like you, and I, I'm going to say it, and I want you to say it right after we we cannot afford to be complacent at this time. What do you say? No, we we absolutely cannot afford to be complacent. Like this is, and and if the other side, you know, let's let's talk about. Okay, forty four percent, according to a recent poll, forty four percent of millennials prefer socialism over capitalism. Imagine if the Communist Party USA knew that statistic back in the nineteen thirties. Did the Communist Party's movement not have um, setbacks? Here and there, of course they did, in that they kept fighting, and they kept infiltrating, and they kept undermining this republic. And so we have to do that to save the republic. We can't let, we have to learn from these. So what, what did we learn from the Tea Party movement? We, we learned that just because a politician uh, uh, says they're going to do something, that we have to keep them accountable. And one of the biggest ways that we can do that is we, we have to be okay with Getting using the Trump playbook, you know the Trump playbook is completely against the establishment. Find the local person in your area that is willing to use that playbook, that is unapologetic, that stands up boldly and doesn't care about the consequences as long as they're speaking what they know to be true and what and they know that their constituents want. Who cares if local media attacks them? They're going to attack them no matter what. I'm, you know, we just got to be bold about this. And, and we have to be okay with telling somebody that betrays us, you know what, we're not supporting you, and we would rather see you lose the election and get somebody in there or, or primary a sitting congressman um, if they betray us. We, we've got to stop playing the GOP establishment's game, which is, you know, you work within the party, and whoever's in the party and the leadership, you let them go. There are certain rules and niceties. No, this is still the people 
Um, and we have one of two things we can do. We can take over the GOP party and make it the people's party again and make it um, a conservative party that stands up for, Repu- uh, for the republic and for the values of this nation. Or we have to go a much more painful route that would take a lot longer, which is a third party. And I have never been an advocate of that because that takes years and years and years to build up any kind of movement if you ever can. Um, and I just don't recommend that route. So we've, we've got to work within, from my perspective, at least in the short term, we've got to work within the party to transform it into a conservative party again. Well, again, the, the last third party that really got anywhere was the, was the Republican Party uh, back in Abraham Lincoln's day, uh, and that's 130 or so, whatever, years ago. Um, and so you, you are, again, I just have to echo what you said. I mean, we, we have a vehicle that is malfunctioning, and that is the Republican Party, but we have no other vehicle from a realistic point of view. You want to think we're out in the middle of the desert and there's nothing around, but that, that one vehicle. And if we're going to get out of the desert, we need to get that vehicle running and working properly again. But the difference has been over the course of years. And I want you to speak to this, uh, that in the past you had print media and a few radio stations and, That was about it. Uh, And now with the Internet and that entire mechanism of reaching people, uh, that is what we have to learn how to take advantage of. And it seems that the powers who control that, being liberal, are 100% against us and have used every dirty trick in the book to foil our efforts. How do you fight that one? Well the way that you fight that is so I'm not telling people to disengage necessarily from Facebook and Twitter and Google and things like that. Cause look, we can't give up that space. We still have to have a presence there. Um, but there's no amount of work that Google and Facebook and Twitter can do to keep people from doing the one thing that's most effective more than all of it. The people that are willing to show up to local events and meetups, and strategy sessions and activism at the local level face-to-face um, using this old thing that, um, you know, we used to use called a phone to where we act. Well, we use it now, but for different reasons, um, calling each other and talking to each other and meeting face-to-face um, in small groups and sometimes bigger groups. Local activism will win the day. The other side understands this. They've been phenomenal at local activism. And I'm sure you've heard the, uh, you've heard the, the, the saying, you know, getting, getting conservatives organized is like hurting cats. Well, yeah, because our primary, our, our primary push and focus as conservatives is to have the government leave us alone. And, and we kind of step away from it. Uh, we, we can't do that anymore. You know, we've got to be better community organizers than the left for the next six years. Uh, otherwise, we, we, we won't have a republic left. We'll have the semblance of a republic, but, but the core, the structure, the meat of who we are as a nation will be lost. And so, look, organize the old way. Meet. I'm sure you have groups, Dr. Dan, um, or you know people that are meeting locally. Um, there's 
several different um, conservative groups, I'm sure, that meet in your area. Uh, they should be full, and everyone should be exchanging information, and everyone should be strategizing and having breakout sessions. Okay, here's a local issue um, that we need to address, or this is something that our congressman or congresswoman uh, did great. We need to let people know about it. This is something that they failed on. We need to let people know about that as well. Um, but the point is, the the Googles, the Facebook, the leftist media, the mainstream media, uh, local media, no matter how left they are, can't stop local activists from getting involved. And so the one thing I would encourage people to do that are listening is get involved, find a way to get involved at the local level, and then stay with it. Um, I don't care if they shut down your Facebook page. They can't stop you from meeting other conservatives in your area and making a difference. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything going to be all right this morning.